Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Oh my God, we are good, good pals, but we would have been so much gooder, gooder, gooder of pals had we hit our three-team parlay. We were so close, Dave. So close, Charlotte. Would have paid plus 550 for a three-teamer through FanDuel. I had the Packers plus three and a half. They took care of business. I said, you won't even need the points. Take them for gags, whatever. They won 37-30. Dave, you went nuts. Your game was crazy. You had the Bills minus a half. They won 35-32. We'll get into that. And then there's young Charlotte, who took the Tennessee Titans minus a point and a half. They beat the Vikings 31-30. We literally needed an extra point to win this thing. The name of the freaking podcast is Extra Points. Charlotte, you let us down. I, I, I hope... This doesn't happen a lot. I know. I just, I feel so absolutely horrible. I want you guys to know as, as I was watching this game and mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings were winning for a while. I was sure. like, oh my God. Cause I had been, not only had I taken the Titans, but I was adamant that you were insane. If you thought there was mm-hmm. any way the Vikings were even going to come close to winning this and then they're leading and I'm sitting there watching it being like, oh my God. And then they couldn't even, they couldn't give me half a point. They couldn't give nah. me a measly half point. The Titans came back to win, but they were like, mm, you know what? We're still going to screw Charlotte over. And I just Ugh. did not appreciate it. I don't know what they have against you, Charlotte. But yeah, you're right. I, I wish I could have. and I were cool. You're not cool. You have to re- reevaluate that. I don't know what happened. I, I wish I could have uh, lent you some of my points there. You only okay, needed rub one. It in, so Sal. many. I had 10 and a half extra points. Dave, you're flying high, but your team had to come way from behind. America's team. We're going to get into that for a second. Dave billing the bills is America's team, but well, they are now. And I, I just want to say, yeah, that's don't, don't hold that out as a carrot of how things could be better for you in your life. Try to, I, that, this is how I approach life. I try to remind myself things could always be worse. And right now, yes, the three-teamer didn't come through for us this week. But on the other hand, at least I don't root for an NFC East team or for either of the teams that plays football in New Jersey. You know, mm. that, this, try, this is my glass half full approach this Monday. I, I I root for the NFC East team that's going to win the division. I'm fine with that. I uh, know, yeah, you kind of are. It, I yeah. mean, really, people like to make those jokes, but for real. Yeah. Who, else gets, who else gets seven wins in that division? Exactly. Right. Well, I'll tell you who, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> that's who might end up stealing that division. Washington with Alex Smith, maybe. But go ahead, Charlotte, what were you going to say? Well, I just want to, I just want to, I don't want to get into the America's team debate again, um, <laughs> but I kind of have to give both of you credit, which is not something I do very often. Thank you. Dave, your bills are growing on me as America's of team. Course. And, and we'll get into this. I'll explain why. But I do want to say that when you, Sal, when you said America's team referring to the bills, mm-hmm. I immediately thought that you said that you meant that Dave took the Cowboys to win. And so thank you. So course, I feel yeah, like by association, the Cowboys right. still have to be America's team because that's what you think. Yeah. Of. yeah. When you say Kleenex, you know, you're talking about tissues, right? You, you don't have to do the calculation in your head. It's just easy. The Cowboys are America's team. I'll say this, though, Dave, we have an email. Uh, if you want to email us at the extra points gang at gmail.com, there's two E's in there after one another. The extra points gang at gmail.com. Christopher Williams says, Love the show, but the platitudes can be saved for another time. While I admittedly am a card-carrying member of the Czech Republic, 
big fan. I'm more importantly, I'm a fan of America's team. The Buffalo, no, damn it. The America's team there has ever been the only one, the Dallas Cowboys. But we have a problem. Damashek has moles, moles that are infiltrating the suits or at least the anchors at ESPN. I just stumbled across the late night sports center at the top of the Bills Rams highlight aired at 2.50 a.m. Eastern time. The anchor du jour opened the highlight with, and I quote, America's team took us on quite a ride today. What is happening? Twitter polls be damned. Sheck has nefarious motives and they are active, alive and well and being carried out by some gaggle of minions of his. You need to get to the bottom of this. Stop him in his tracks. I won't have the Cowboys name be dragged through the mud by Dave any longer. Uh, long live America's team. Dallas Cowboys. Damashek needs to assist, cease and desist and a follow. Hello. A fond hello to the lilting voice, Charlotte. Chris Williams <laughs> from Norwich, Connecticut. I saw this too. I was watching live. I was watching Sports Center. I thought I was in a daze after 16 hours of football. I'm like, did he just say America's team for the Bills? God damn it, Dave. I will need to see this clip and uh, shout out to the person who did that. You are on the right side of history. As you may know, Dave Damashek is much more selfless than the average human being. I don't each uh, New Year's Eve make a New Year's resolution for myself. Come on, that's too limiting. I do it for all of society. I intend mm. to make this world a better place than how I found it. That's why in the past, my New Year's resolutions for society have included more rosé. That was five <laughs> years ago. You see rosé? Can you go into any liquor store and not be inundated with several dozen options on your rosé? You have Dave Damashek to thanks for that. I also have said, why is stuffing so delicious? A, a, a wonderful side dish. Why are we limiting ourselves to it once a year? On I'm yeah. telling you something. My right. latest cause, my latest campaign is to make the Buffalo Bills America's team for 2020. They're 3-0. and Coincidence? Probably, but I mean, still, I want I want to take some credit for okay. it. Just the same. All right, so maybe we can write this off as a resolution, and uh, next year this changes and this goes back to the Cowboys in your eyes, right? It's a one year deal, just in time for the playoffs, right? Uh, boy, that team, and uh, and I, I want to get into this, but that that Bills team, uh, it, it, you have me doing crazy things here because I'm rooting for our parlay, but rooting against the Bills because you've labeled them America's team, and I can't have that, and they still win, but. Um, you know what I say to that? Yeah. Sal, I say, grow up, Sal. You still got a <laughs> no. lot. Of, grow up already. Get Too over late. it. You, you had them in the 80s. You rooted for your Cowboys, and uh, it's over now. Let's Way get on. too late. How many QBs in the history of pro football ever, while getting sacked, put the ball on purpose into their non-throwing hand? Like uh, Josh, with the, with the game on the line, the play after, he tries to lateral it five yards over yeah. the line of scrimmage. He then, as he's getting sacked, has the ball in his left hand playing keep away from the defenders. Right. So he doesn't do it. Uh, uh, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. It is crazy. But he if they don't fun. call that that ticky-tack pass interference call, which is the one I hate the most, where there's incidental contact and the ball is flying in a direct, uh, different direction of where the receiver is running his route, God bless you. I know he converted to third and 20, so good for him. But uh, we're not talking about Josh Allen. By the way, and Charlotte, you're going to hear this. Maybe not on this show. We don't need to talk about a different MVP every four uh, minutes. We don't boy. need to do it. We boy, don't need to oh do boy. it. What? You're against me? I, oh, okay. No, I'm applauding you. What are we doing? Two weeks into the oh. season, I, I, I like to perpetuate because I'm vain. I like to perpetuate that I said in June Kyler Murray was going to be the MVP. So Fine. I float those reminders. I hope you got in on him when when he was uh, uh, plus 2,300. But 
but yeah, the, these constant updates when I make those, oh, Russell Wilson, don't you like Russell? W-? We've only played a couple of games. Right. Everybody relax about who the MVP is. But that's, but do you guys know how sports media works? The last no. thing that, well, Tell clearly, because the last thing that happened is the truth. And the, the, we're like goldfish. Sports fans are like goddamn goldfish. It's like, you know, something happens and all of a sudden, that's the only thing that has ever happened to that person or team before. And then the next right. week when the opposite thing happens, the first thing never happened at all. So I think it's I think it's just simple and beautiful and just beyond stupid. It's up. It's I'll, I'll go with that last part. It's beyond stupid. I have like a dozen friends who every eight minutes change their mind about the MVP. Is it Josh Allen? Is it Kyla Murray? No, no, no. It's Russell Wilson. Oh, did but you I see mean, Aaron that- Rodgers last night? And now tonight we're going to see Mahomes. And Jackson and whoever comes emerges from that game as a winner will be the front runner. We could wait on it. We could we 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 could absolutely wait on all of this. for sure. But like I find myself falling into that trap during games. Like Sam mm-hmm. Darnold first throw is an interception, but and I'm like, oh well, you know, ever like I guess Sam Darnold's never going to be good. And then he'll you know do something decent. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, maybe I was too quick yeah. to say. So it's like it, it's kind of natural, right? Like we're all. I get. Yeah. I mean, Sam Darnold not winning MVP though. Well, let's just say that. No, no, no. I'm not talking about MVP. No, no, no. You know, even at the bottom of the bottom, I'm like, this guy sucks. And then I'm like, well, does he? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, he does. It's like a month into a presidential term talking about, all right, well, let's discuss who's going to win four years from now. We got to talk. We have to like, now we can. I'm so with you. The only thing I will say now, see, now you've lured me into this by saying it's a dumb conversation. And now I have to say the one guy whose name is falling off the table. <laughs> a little bit with it. I, I'm not talking about for MVP. I'm just talking about the performance that yeah. feels a little uh, it, like it's not in the first paragraph of the 2020 NFL season so far is how Aaron Rodgers looks. He, it, it, uh, you know, chip on the shoulder or whatever you want to say that to. And the thing that talk about storylines, narratives that are going to carry through the season is it's, it's uh, until we see how far the Packers get is. Did they have to take Jordan Love with that pick, or could they have taken Denzel Mims, who is lost at sea now in a in a bum situation? Should they have taken you know Chase Claypool, who would have been a nice long receiver? Lots of wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it is it, it, that is going to be a thing that gnaws at the Packers fans among us all season long. It's like. Yes, we're doing well once again, but could we be a little bit better and more relevant? And because the question is, are the Bills, let me throw this at you kind of uh, out of left field, are the Bills as probably the third best team in the AFC, um, unless we want to give that to Pittsburgh right now, but let's say it's the Bills, are they better than anybody in the NFC or would you take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to vanquish the Bills? I like the I love the way he runs his offense. I think, we talked about this with Simmons last night, I think this that was a spite pick. They're spiting themselves by taking love in the first round. It energized, maybe doesn't give them an actual tool, a tangible tool around them, but it kind of energized Aaron Rodgers. He's like, screw you. I have the best running back I've ever had. I have Zadarius Smith, who is a great defensive player, underrated, probably past Khalil Mack, I think, at this point. Not Aaron Donald, but really, really up there in terms of sacks and pressures and turnovers and all those things. He's like, that's all I need. I have a good defense. I have a running back. I make every receiver around me good, whether it's a Valdez Scantling or a or a Lazard or whatever it is. Uh, let's see how far it could take us. But you, yes, he's one of 11 players we can name right now. Do you really think they did that to get Rodgers to get some 
get some no, fire under I, it. I think it was unintentional um, uh, benefit here. Because I'm with you, Dave. I actually wrote that down today to talk about. I'm like, what the, like, I, it didn't make sense at the time and it makes even less yeah. sense now to t- like, I, but then this is a trap that I've fallen into for my entire life as a sports fan, which is you want to find the logic behind a really terrible managerial mm-hmm. decision. And maybe sometimes there just isn't some like it, it, it seems like such a stupid idea that I'm like, well, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something. And it's like, maybe it was just bad. I don't know. But there, it yeah. feels like there's something we don't know that drove them to do that. Sometimes people, sometimes an athlete will rally around the bad decision and it ends up being a positive thing. I think that's what's going on here. Plus, he's great. He's just just great. He uh, really is an Aaron. Yeah. Ro- I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes makes throws that uh, including Aaron Rodgers, we've never seen before in the NFL. But remi- but as a reminder, it's been more than a decade now that Aaron Rodgers has has been the gold standard, the green and gold standard um, for quarterbacks. Um yeah, he's he's dynamite. But remember too, he didn't even have Devontae Adams going in right. to play a, to play a good defense in New Orleans there. And I know Mike Thomas wasn't on the other side of things, but um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers as a reminder, uh, you know the the historic numbers of Russell Wilson and Lamar and Lamar and Mahomes mm-hmm. and otherwise. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a lot of fun to watch still. We I, have uh, you can cut that out if you want to that last 20 seconds, because I just basically said what we've already known, like I say, for at least 10 years. No, that's right. I'm going to cut uh, probably the last eight minutes out, but no, okay. that's, uh, okay. that, which includes Fair. that 20 seconds. No, uh, but we have a great show. Uh, it's been great already. I mean, the, the 14 dynamite minutes, but we're going to uh, talk about the NBA finals, which are set. It's Lakers heat NHL game six tonight. Um, MLB playoffs. There's eight playoff games on Wednesday. What the hell are we going to do with ourselves? And our friend Jerry Ferrara is going to call in. Now he hosts the waiver wired podcast right here on this network. And he, um, he wants to flex his muscles. He wants to brag a little. I think he had like Rex Burke had to score three touchdowns, only man in America to do so. And he wants to call him brag. So I guess we'll let him do that. Right, Charlotte? Yeah, for sure. I'm down. Give him a minute. Why not? Um, Let's talk about the one thing. Well, one thing. There's so many things happening uh, in the NFL yesterday. But what happened with the Falcons? What was it? It's A.J. Terrell. Is that the cornerback? The Clemson kid tested positive for uh, COVID from Atlanta. And so they retested the team. And the results were coming out Sunday morning. And it was a reverse Christmas morning for me. I was like, well, Saturday night, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up. And there's going to be 17 positive tests on the Atlanta Falcons, because that would only make sense that not just one player has it, but multiple players have it. And then that game is going to be canceled and uh, was not the case. Terrell was the only one who tested positive. I think the Falcons ultimately probably wish that game had been canceled because <laughs> my God, they blew it again. Another big lead 26, 10. They have a lead. Um, it's so the game is so over the bears coach it switches quarterbacks Trubisky's out of there I thought it was a little premature he wasn't that terrible he had a 45 yard run they had 10 points the biggest thing he had going for them is he he was playing the Falcons right when you'd be like hey coach I got this I, I get it you can put anyone in they're gonna beat the Falcons in the second half what do you guys think about that that collapse how bad could we feel for these uh, this fan base already I feel really bad for Matt Ryan 
Mm-hmm. Like the the Falcons defense just doesn't really exist. Like they were up 26 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Like that he's he's kind he's working his butt off, you know? He's getting these leads and then either the defense blows it or special teams doesn't realize they can't touch the ball. I mean, mm. they can touch the ball and they don't. Like it it, it <laughs> it's just my it's I don't know. I mean, I don't know how as a Falcons fan you go into next week like, well, we'll get them next. We'll get them this time because like it's just it's I've never seen anything like this. No one has like statistically we haven't seen teams blow leads like this before. And it's not even in the last two weeks. It's not even the historically the worst loss they ever had. Charlotte, I don't know if you remember your team. Yeah. 28 three. Dave, is Dan Quinn gone or do they wait till he loses to the Packers Monday night? Well, first of all, back to where you started with this. Yes, I think that the, that is a not a canary in a coal mine with COVID, but a falcon in the coal mine, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think that as these teams, t- especially members of teams that thought that maybe 2020 was going to be a positive year for them, and now they see three weeks in that it's a lost season already. I wonder legitimately, and not to, not, not to pee in our pigskin punch bowl here, but... Oh, wow. um, I wonder do if that. in come come November ish or whenever, if it's like this season is finished for us, this is disappointing. If people will be like, ah, screw the figurative bubble. I'm going out and experiencing life again. Mm-hmm. And if these bad teams are gonna ruin everything. I really am worried about that. Like, how are you gonna maintain if you're like one and nine and the season's over? Like, ah, screw it. I'm not, hey, we gotta hold it together because we could have something special here and make a playoff run. Like, not our team. So yeah. I'm going out and then it will ruin all of football. So mind your P's and Q's it just because you're on a losing team. Too bad. You got to toe the line for the rest of us. One, two, I'm not big on, hey, fire this person. I, I, I hate people's courage about other people should lose their jobs or other people should quit their jobs out of dignity or whatever. However, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean at the worst one. The worst one, Loom. Yeah, Dan Quinn is out there. I don't understand Marone having such influence in Duval County. But Adam Gase is the one. I mean, Adam Gase makes no sense. It didn't make sense except for the relationship that preceded the New York Jets with Joe Douglas. But undoubtedly, I know for certain that Joe Douglas knows that Adam Gase is not, uh, um, you know, altogether there. But I think out of loyalty, he had to roll him over in 2020. But I don't, I don't know that Gacy even reaches I, I saw something at this that point. the Jets brass is reevaluating Adam Gay. I don't know whether that how that gets out or what that means. But, um, but yeah, that's happening soon. I think. I do think though that the Dan Quinn question is interesting because there is there's clearly some failure of management here, like the special yeah. team stuff against the Cowboys, the defense this week. I mean, even 28 to three, what? three years ago three and a half years ago it's like if something becomes such a pattern I'm not saying that he should lose his job but I am saying that someone needs to figure out what the hell is going wrong there because this isn't like oh this happens to every team this isn't like oh don't worry it happens to every team it's like no (laughs) it doesn't yeah it doesn't it's always the best to me is always yes Dan Quinn is a defensive coach that's that's the problem it's a It's one thing if it's like, well, that's not, you know, whatever. You know, I, I, I just let the offense, I let the OC and the QB figure that thing out. You're a defensive specialist, Dan Quinn. It's the same thing as Brian Billick. It's like, 
1998, we had one of the most prolific offenses in NFL history in Minnesota. He then goes to Baltimore and their defense dominates. Like, hey, your thing is supposed to be, uh, <laughs> you know, electric offense and yeah. you haven't exactly turned that out yet. I mean, that's basically, yes, that should be a red flag to, to Falcons man uh, ownership at this point. I'm just, I'm thinking I don't love costing people jobs. I know that's the go-to just, oh, he's got the coach has got to go. But I'm trying to think. Just think of it in these terms, out of a hundred scenarios, like there are scrap the name, scrap the team, everything, but at a hundred scenarios where a team has not failed to make the playoffs, a losing record since the Super Bowl, and catastrophic losses, and probably has lost the clubhouse. I think that guy gets fired 80 times out of a hundred, right? I don't know. Maybe that's conservative. Well, I just feel like at this point, if you my feeling is that firing a coach is not always the answer to your problems. Yeah. Like I, I think that some people see it as that being the be all end all ultimate reset, which like, sure. But then you have to remember it takes time for someone to come in to yeah, acclimate right. to the culture, to figure out how things are done, blah, blah, blah. So maybe it's better if you were to, maybe it's an assistance problem. Like maybe you need to get new assistance. Maybe you need to figure mm. out what you're doing. But I do think that what, you know, what ownership does for fan bases is fires coaches, because how can you look your Falcons fans in the face right. and be like, well, we're not going to change anything, but please stick with us. Like yeah. this it's, it's optics and it's about fandom and it's about holding onto your bottom line. I mean, right now it doesn't really matter, but if people were mm. to stop going to get like, this is what you do to show that you're doing something, even we're if it's not it. the answer. So right. I don't I think, know how they I don't fire him. I think that's exactly right. I think that the the back and forth of this over the the generations is that suddenly now the the Pittsburgh Steelers way of operating of like we have had three coaches since mm. the 16th century and <laughs> that's how you do things. You never let a coach go. You just you hold on to them like grim death forever. And I think some of these bum franchises are like, yeah, that's why we don't because we because that's worked in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but you have to have a good coach first. It can't just be anybody and just keep them forever. Right. Yeah, right. It's an interesting uh, uh, balance there. Back to your original point there, or what was your point with the, the, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, I know that's the, that's the bottom line here. You talk bottom line, we need these players to stay healthy and we need them to stay interested. And it, it reminded me, as you were saying it, of a fantasy football team that is like, oh, and 11, like, all right. You're going to play right. teams. You're going to play teams who are about to make the playoffs or fighting for the playoffs. You need to start a lineup. You need to stay healthy. You need to stay away from any club that's open or any large gathering. Uh, the only reason I have hope is baseball's kind of done it. The Tigers have been out of it forever. Um, some of these other teams and they haven't, I don't know who even knows if we should trust these test results. It doesn't make sense that one player gets it and then nobody else gets it. But uh, yeah, just just keep it going for a few. Well, months, I mean, yeah, I mean, for real, it mean the 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 Giants boat party three yeah. or four years ago, whatever that was. Right. That was nothing compared to what the Giants and Jets are going to get together and do around Halloween. That's going to be an all time bash. Right. We yeah. have to we have to monitor this and say, but hey, just because you're out of it doesn't don't spoil it for everybody else. You know right. that the Giants right. are 12 and 40 since the boat picture. I saw I that's saw insane. That. Just I saying. saw that stat. Halloween might be right. They might, they're dying to put a mask on, disguise themselves for sure. Those teams. All right. I'm not, my, my team's not <clears throat> much better. Seahawks were favored by five. They beat the Cowboys 38, 31. That was no fun at all. That last yeah, drive. Are you was okay? Miserable. I meant to text you and check in, but you meant to, oh, okay. Well, well, I didn't know if that would be, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you check in on people after their teams lose, they're like, uh, no, yeah, I'm thanks. Right. And other times they're upset that you texted them. 
I got to say, it's uh, I have a weird thing with me. As long as someone next to me is more upset or than, than me, I'm, I'm OK. With so it. you're, is that's that your my, son? My you son, my 15 year old, and he's flipping out at every, uh, you know, illegal contact call that could go either way or or Dak going. It was all the same stuff. I mean, it's almost impossible that they ran out of time and they basically did. He threw a pick in the end zone to end it, uh, but they ran out of time and they had three timeouts. And that was the difference between Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett. Normally they don't have those three timeouts. They some bullshit uh, timeout in the third quarter because the, to avoid a, a false start or something. Um, but they had the three timeouts. They had a ton of time and then dink and doink down the field for a player Dak had 470 yards. Like it's insane that you're throwing uh, just like uh, these little over the middle four yard play. Was, he averaged four yards a play. For that 12 play drive, it was uh it was sickening to me, especially Dave, when you have burners, all of a sudden you have Cedric Wilson to add to the mix of CD Lamb and uh Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Why aren't you throwing down the field? What what was that last drive? Yeah, it was really weird. And I always am yelling at the television and otherwise uh for most teams that the the you know, obviously we can talk about bad clock management, but it's mm -hmm. funny, they were too cavalier. Usually I get frustrated by watching teams use their timeouts too quickly and, and spike the ball on first down right. as they're moving. I like, oh, what do you do? You keep that down. You make a play on that. This was the opposite. It was like, you guys understand the situation, right? You have to actually score a touchdown on right. this. And they, were, it was, they weren't approaching it with the urgency that they needed to. I'm with you. It's, you know, the, the more overarching point, not to take away from what ended up being a really uh, fascinating game as usual is, it's the offense is at historic levels, literally un never before seen historic levels three weeks into right. an NFL season here. Right. Yeah. Russell Wilson specifically, but for the league in general. And like we talked about before the season started and a couple of weeks in here, the offense in an NFL season will win the first half of a season and then defenses around the league, the good ones, will rise up and they will make the impact that then um, informs who's going to make the Super Bowl run. Um, who is that team? Who are those teams that have the pieces defensively to make that stand? I mean, I was sure it was the Cowboys. I remain suspect of the Seahawks. And I think if these two teams saw each other in January, I'll take your boys. I'll take All the right. Dallas Cowboys in a rematch in January because I Alden Smith on down and tank Lawrence. I, I like the way your defense set, sets up the and you happen to be in a nice division. So former America's team fans, including you cousin Sal. Um, yeah, that's it. That, that's uh, basically so, it. Some I, optimism I think... for you down the line. And like I say, you're in a bum division and Charlotte quickly. I do. I know it makes me a loser. I do appreciate when my team gets over the hump and wins the title. I, I, I forever will remember people who are like, Hey, thinking about you saw your team just won the, won the title. And I'm sure you're really happy. That means the world conversely when people like Kevin Hench text mm -hmm. me within 20 seconds after my team loses in devastating right. fashion and is kicked out of the playoffs to, to, to taunt me. I'll never forget that either. Anyway. Right. Well, wait, no, I, that's why I appreciate Charlotte waited, uh, or, or just, uh, just kind of fabricated an idea. <laughs> well, I mean, where she I just, think, <laughs> I just think that, you know, if, if, if I forget to send a text, but I tell you that I thought <laughs> about okay. it, that's basically <laughs> right. the same thing as that sending counts. the text. Not not the same thing. It means a lot, well, lot more. Uh, a lot. Yes. No, you're right. It means way more, way more. Um, 
what what did I want to say? Yeah, this Cowboys team, it drives me nuts. Um, but Charlotte, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, by the way, I'm willing to throw Russell Wilson's name in the hat for MVP. <laughs> I'd love to discuss this. Um, he's great, and I don't want to minimize what he's doing because all he does is throw touchdowns in big spots. But mm-hmm. Kevin Clark of the Ringer brought this up. The rest of the team has to suck just as much, just as exactly how they do for him to shine the way he does every week. They have to put him in that situation. I'm trying to think of what it's like. It's kind of like um, he's great and we like him, but, uh, you know, we're, we're friends with a couple uh, and we hate the husband and it makes us love the wife even more <laughs> because the husband's such an a-hole. Uh, I, I kind of feel like we're doing that with Russell Wilson here. I <laughs> maybe, but I also think that the rest of the team has to suck that much to make him look that much more impressive that he's doing this with a team yeah. that does suck to this extent. So it's not, I, see. I, I actually am not sure I agree with Kevin on that because I, I almost mm-hmm. think it's more impressive that he's able to do what he's able to do when, you know, right. some of those pieces are just like not really fitting together the way you want them to. And yet, I mean, I say, and I have the, um, the NFL week three recap coming out, um, today or tomorrow and in it I was like I I really feel like watching the Seahawks is like watching someone walk a tightrope and almost fall off every five minutes and then they sort of like cling Mm. to it the Cowboys these days are kind of like watching someone fall off of the tightrope oh there's a lot of tightrope teams this year you know but it's it's weird it feels like there Mm. are a lot of teams this year that um are either just barely making it to the other side or are Mm -hmm. falling off in just spectacular fashion there there are very few teams that i'm i don't i don't get heart palpitations watching will you promise me something charlotte if you ever uh heard of me walking a tightrope and falling off (laughs) the next day would you check in on me make sure if i was all right yeah 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 i would i would wait i wouldn't want to stress you out by reminding you that you fell off no. the tightrope. Right. I can't. I, there's got to be a better pop culture uh, analogy here for what you're going for, Sal. I said last night that Russell Wilson is the equivalent of Justin Timberlake, which is that he was a he was oh. a big star, a big part of In Sync, and they were huge. That's the early portion of Russell Wilson's career. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as a solo act even better, even bigger, but that's not exactly what we're talking about because like I said, that the problem with the Seahawks is, but the greatness of Russell Wilson is that he's John Elway of the 21st century. He is dragging relative mediocrity into, uh, uh, to these, to these great heights. I'm, I'm trying to think it's kind of like Frazier crane on cheers. He was a key member of a great ensemble an all time. Great which mm-hmm. is the Seahawks that went to those back-to-back Super Bowls, but now on his own doing great deeds and winning individual awards oh. like Frazier did. He kept winning Emmys for Best Actor, mm-hmm. did uh, Kelsey Grammer, if, if memory serves. But Frazier was kind of a good show, too. We uh, need it to be work. Right, we'll figure it out. Well, Frazier, the show, isn't as good as Cheers is, and so the Seahawks now are not as good as those Super Bowl teams were. So I think that kind of works with my dated pop culture references. Gotcha. Thank you. I think those are important. You can't have a you can't have a sports <laughs> podcast and not talk about a show from the eighties <laughs> or the nineties. Everybody knows that. Thank Can you. we just agree that he's America's quarterback and move on? Oh, shut <laughs> up. That's Josh Allen. Uh, that's right. Uh, all Chaotic right. energy. Uh, let's talk about your guys' team: Steelers, Texans. I don't know. No, we need to spend too much time on this. Well, your Steelers are three and a half point favorite. They can took I care actually, of business. Can I, can I say something first? 
I think so. Dave, I so I so rarely say this. So I want to say you were so right in that the Texans came in and they were leading for a while. And I because when you had said, you know, I'm scared of this Texans team that doesn't want to go. zero and three. I was like, wow, but the Steelers got it. And they ultimately did. But like for a while there, I was like, oh, my God, Damashek, you were correct, my man. Well, I think that there are a lot of assumptions, first of all, that we, that are based around what we thought in July. And people, as is the human condition, want to perpetuate what they said. See, I told you so. It's why preseason college football polls, teams that lose a game still stay ranked ahead of undefeated teams. Um, I, but a lot of these narratives, like um, the Patriots have a great defense in 2020, it's like, they don't have the same guys as they did last year. What what happened last year doesn't apply. The the idea that the Dallas Cowboys have the greatest offensive line in the 21st century. It's like, have you noticed that they don't have the same people out there anymore? Some of these things, it's like, well, Deshaun Watson and the Texans are always good. Maybe not this year. Maybe they're mm. just not that good. And they came out swinging and they were throwing haymakers, Deshaun Watson trying to save the season. But yeah, and, and, and I know in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of concern right now. The defense isn't as good as it's supposed to be, but you have to see the forest for the trees, Steelers fans and otherwise. Pull back a little bit. The Steelers defense, relative to how defenses in the NFL are playing in September right now, is still pretty good. And so, you know, slow your roll, everybody. Hopefully, I think for for all defenses, if you're somebody who enjoys watching defensive football a little bit, will start to rise up as we go into well, October and into November, right? Is that not right? Probably. And TJ is greater than JJ. We know that for the Watt yeah. family uh, feud right there. But one thing that we do say year after year after year that should still hold true, that Texans offensive line, maybe it's because the Steelers are so dominant front seven, but four more sacks. They can't protect uh, Watson. And then you just do your thing, right? Connor on the ground. Who is it? McFarlane, the pickup? The, uh, the, uh, the Anthony yeah, McFarlane right. from yeah. Maryland looked nice. Yeah, nice uh, speed back back there. Yeah, you know, just kind of yeah. took care of business after get, getting off to a slow start. You know. It's a, I just, you know, we're, we're having this conversation, as you mentioned there, Sal. Everything that we saw on Sunday will, will take a, a, a backseat in a limousine backseat to... Um, uh, to what happens tonight. And that will right. d- d- define how we talk about this next week as we go into to Charlotte's point about what we saw most recently. The buzz will be about, I assume, coming out of this game tonight is like, well, the Chiefs are the best team in football if they go in there and win by a touchdown. Right. On the other hand, I think they're, I, I, can I just say? No, I don't gonna, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We got, we got a whole ledger here. We got, we'll talk oh, about right, Ravens. All right, right, right. I'm just, I, 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 I but <laughs> oh my God, God he's short circuiting. Give he's your pick and then give your pick later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll I, it out. I think, I think though, let's see what happens tonight. But All I right. think the Bills and Steelers and maybe even the Titans are who are no, kind of, I don't garbage know. Garbage team. Garbage team. But I mean, it, it seems clear early on that the AFC is superior to the NFC for what that matters. All right. Well, I think the Saints will be better eventually. And, you know, it, it, all said and done, you're going to look at that NFC West and be like, oh, my God, that's a ridiculous division. I think I can see all those teams hovering around nine wins, even the freaking Niners. I know. I mean, they put a shellacking. I know it's the Giants, but uh, can you beat a team better with starting 40 percent of your uh, cap space right there? That's an insanity what they did. So I, I don't rule uh, teams like that out. All right, Charles, let's get to your guys. Patriots Raiders. That was a fun game for a minute. And then uh, typical Bill Belichick 
beatdown. We tried to talk Dave out of a three-team teaser. Do you t- cover on that three-team teaser? They lost by 16, right? Lost. Landed, landed right on the three-team teaser. I have an anonymous blue ribbon panel of gamblers that I will, <laughs> that, but before I do something sizable like that, it, it wasn't a unanimous yay vote. One person dissented. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll say who it was. It was Jeff Schwartz because he's a stinker. <laughs> and in this case, he was right because it landed right on plus 16 as part of a three-way uh, uh, teaser there. I just thought that the Raiders are yeah. a brawny bunch, and I thought that they were going to be, I thought it was going to be a game that whoever won the game, it mm. wasn't going to be that decisive a victory in one direction or the other. I was wrong. But Charlotte, no one's brawnier than Bill Belichick after a loss at home coming against a team on a short week. All that, all that stuff, all those things we talked about. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, Bill's basically the guy on the paper towel container yeah, at that that's point. It. He's, uh, <laughs> it was a classic, you know, Bill coming off of a loss win. I think, um, it was fun. I mean, you know, Rex Burkhead, we haven't seen him do what he did. Three touchdowns. That was great. We even had a good meme of Cam when Nikhil Harry was talking to him on the bench and Cam sort of slides down. Um, mm-hmm. Edelman looked good. I mean, I don't know. I I feel a lot more confident. I feel like I needed three games from these guys where they looked pretty good to start being like, okay, I can really attach myself. I can really, you know, I don't have to emotionally hedge here. Um and it's just really fun. Like every time Cam runs, he ran when he he ran for like twenty yards at one point, and I was like, "This is so different," and I love it. So yeah, they're, I don't know. They're I'm, okay. I'm into they're it. really not. They're not going to be bad. That the only you're looking at the Bills right now. You got to slow that roll a little bit. Well, um, and you go to Kansas City this week, so you might. Yeah. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm rooting for the Chiefs tonight, so that there's no not a desperation um, scenario where they're going to go two and two right next week. I don't know how you feel as a Patriots fan. I, I took this up with Simmons. He didn't seem to care. I mean, who is this Simmons you keep talking I don't know. about? Gene, <laughs> Gene Simmons. Sal does a podcast. That's exactly right. The guy with the tongue. The yeah. whole the fist um, guy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm taking every game we win this year. I'm using the yeah. we here. I'm using we. I feel like mm. I'm taking every game we win as just a real bonus because mm. I went in with very low expectations because otherwise. I think I was going to freak out. So I'm, you know, not to sound like Belichick, but I'm kind of taking it one game at a time. All right. So I'll take it one game at a time. Yeah, I know that sounds really lame and you probably don't believe me and I'm not sure I believe myself, but like that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> uh, they're fun. They're back on track. The Patriots are. The Raiders, I disagreed with Romo. I talked about this when they were down 23-10. It was 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it was fourth and four. And they almost like, ah, kick the field goal. If it's seven minutes left, then go for the touchdown. I don't know. I know it's not Tom Brady there, but I'm like, 11 minutes left means the Patriots are going to score again. You got to get seven. Get seven against this team in Foxborough. Always get seven if you can. Packers and Saints did it almost uh, exclusively last night, and that should be your your guiding light there. You need to score points when no defense is rising up right now. I mean, they have a play to the reality. Stop with this this hokum about, about, you know, uh, taking the field goal. I mean, you saw what those teams, what those two teams did. This should apply to everybody right now because you know nobody is stopping anybody there is no defense there's never been three weeks in more points scored in an NFL season than right now understand that dead not a single under hit this week right 
No, there were there were a few uh, in the late afternoon. Oh, but okay. No, for but the, by for the, the early like, games, it was eight and one. The yeah. only under in the early games that hit out of eight was the uh, Cincinnati Philadelphia, but which which, <laughs> oh, which showed me crazy when it <laughs> took a whole overtime. It still what stayed a- under. What what a disaster that is. I mean, I, I I bet all the underdog money line, so I I had a vested interest in Joe Burrow, and I'm I'm feeling your pain now, Charlotte, because he gets. Right? I, I don't know that he lasts the season or week six or. Or whatever the I way mean, he's getting can't, under I, siege all the time. I almost can't talk about it. I can't. I really. I'm watching it. I feel like I'm watch. I'm a mom like watching her son. Yeah. Play football like watching. Yeah, little Joey. Finger. I need to take Protect a Xanax yourself. before every Bengals game now. <laughs> oh, much better to be a Bengals fan today than an Eagles fan, though, man. Yeah. The, people keep talking about this upcoming Thursday night game and what a stinker that one is. And yeah. the, Wait, Denver what is Jets. It? Denver it and is, the Jets. Yeah. I mean that one stinks. But have we ever? <laughs> Let me get hyperbolic. Have we ever had a worse game this early in the season on Sunday night football that looked nice going into it? We have the Niners and Eagles playing uh, on Sunday night football. I mean, that's that's what we have to deal with after a long week of being shut in all all week long for another year. For another week. This is the gift that we get. I don't care for it. I do want to say quickly, though, about (laughs) Cam and Josh Allen. It is a little bit like... Um, because I keep saying if Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton had a baby, it would be Josh Allen. That's their style of play. I think it's going to be a little bit like Anakin versus Obi-Wan Kenobi in their lightsaber duel. And then when, when Cam and Josh Allen get together, finally this time, it's going to be a little bit. Josh Allen is, is going to be like Vader's be like, when first we met, I was uh, I, now I am the master. I couldn't get the oh. line exactly right there. Like I was, but the student. Now <laughs> I'm the I am the master. Now. Josh, right. Charlotte, Charlotte gets it. Charlotte knows what I'm yeah. talking about with my Star That's Wars. That's from Captain Phillips. Right? But what are we doing? <laughs> Same thing, right? I'm That's the Captain Tom Hanks. But Captain Phillips is the the episode nine, right, of Star Wars? Yeah, I yeah, yeah, remember. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you <laughs> on that. That's uh. It's going to be something. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I don't. You can't count Belichick's team out ever, no matter how many holes in his sweatshirt. Well, I They're just right think the back Bills are so chaotic that you can't yeah. re- like Josh Allen. I, even his mustache is chaotic. I have no mm-hmm. idea like what's going on with that guy. And then he'll pull it out. And then and the, there's yeah. the win. But like, I feel like if anyone can stop him, it's the Pats. Yeah, I know what I wanted to say. Sorry. One thing with the Eagles, the way that ending. Uh, that ended. They punt. Peterson punts because the field goal all of a sudden becomes too long after the false start would have been 64 yards. How about this? How about Hail Mary for Hail Mary? All right. You throw your Hail Mary. And then when that misses, give Joe Burrow a chance. It'll probably still end the tie. That seems the better way to end this thing, right? Instead of then just punting it with 14 seconds left. You don't like that, Dave? You don't like No. I mean, they're on no, the I other didn't... side of the field. I know I didn't I didn't understand even at 59 yards before they even got the penalty I was questioning what the Eagles were doing so you I know punt that any, you said punt punt before then I know it stinks I think you do try the 59 yard field oh, goal but forget but, the field goal I throw mean, it I, no no at 59 throw yards oh, if I thought he you misses said Charlotte, that kick and I was like what <laughs> I was like I'm here at, either way <laughs> I I hear maybe that does make more sense, Sal. I, I but I mean that what's the likelihood of that happening? Uh, maybe I, I feel like the field goal, even at fifty nine yards, if you miss mm-hmm. it, it's roughly at midfield. Joe Burrow completes one pass. Now you're throwing it to to the Bengals. 
Right. Um, and, but, and allowing Mr. Clutch's calf to uh, um, try uh, and win the game for you in overtime. Well, so, right? you, get, you get one shot. All right. So you if you have the first shot at the Hail Mary, you got a lot going for you. You got a defense. They love calling pass interference. These refs, they still haven't figured it out, even though you can't. Fair. You're not allowed to review anything. You have, uh, I was going to say the home crowd behind you, but you don't have that. But you're on the 47. So, uh, you know, the Hail Mary the other way is going to have to go along. By the time Burrow drops back from the 47, he's at his like 35, right? So that's a 65-yard Hail Mary versus... A fifty. I know, but you're fixated on Hail Mary. If the guy you misses call it whatever the kick, you want. yeah. I'm just saying, if he, if you miss the kick at fifty nine, you get the ball at basically midfield as the Bengals. You take the ball over at that spot. Yeah. Burrow right. completes one ball, which is a six second play. Let's say you have plenty of time for yeah. Bullock to run out there and win the game. That's why the Eagles. That's why I say forget the kick. Three. Don't try the kick. That's what I'm saying. Throw throw the pass. You're gaining you're gaining seven yards from the scenario. You just brought up. I don't know. I know, but you're not still killing. Okay, but you're still not killing the clock then. And Burrow still theoretically can complete one ball that then allows them. He would have six seconds. He would have six seconds to. I guess guess if you throw a rainbow ball, it does diminish the clock sufficiently that there wouldn't be enough time left for them to run a play. And then all right, we're never going to figure this out. Chiefs, Ravens, garbage teams. The Ravens are three and a half. We have Jerry Ferrara coming. Let's let's maybe hold on this for a second. Ravens are three and a half point favorite, according to our friends at Fandle. The over-under is 54 and a half. Did I mention Fandle? I did. That's right. Extra points is brought to you by Fandle Sportsbook. Coming up tonight, showdown between two of the NFL's most potent offenses. Ravens take on the Chiefs. Fandle Sportsbook throwing a little gasoline on this barn burner with a $10 risk-free same-game parlay for all customers. Cash in on these two high-flying teams to really run up the score. FanDuel, the only place with a same-game parlay where you combine multiple bets from one matchup or team into a single parlay. When all the legs of your parlay hits, you win even more than if you had bet it separately. And if you don't win, we refund you your money back, $10 in site credit. This is how it goes on this site. You bet, and if you lose, they give you your money back. I can't imagine a better scenario. Um, wow. Mahomes, I don't know. You go Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes around plus 150. Lamar Jackson, I think his over under rushing yards is around 62 and a half. Put all these together, make a same game parlay for this game, walk through what you're picking. And then the potential payout could be close to six or seven to one. Guess what? You lose, you don't lose anything. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and make your own same game parlay. If sports betting is legal in your state, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to make your same game parlay today, Kansas City, Baltimore. If not, go play single game contest FanDuel Fantasy. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's promo code extra points, 21 and older. It must be present in New Jersey, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, or Iowa. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. And then in Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, Ravens, Chiefs, take advantage at FanDuel Sportsbook. That's fun. Ah, I wish we had won our parlay. 
We were so damn I'm close. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Charlotte, so I meant sorry. to text you to see if you were okay after that. Big <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around all to right, it like so, Wednesday. All right, all right, uh, all right, all right. I don't want to run it, rub it in even further, but your Laker, your Celtics lost last night. I mean, um, there's like, a literal truck backing over somebody right now. Sorry. Like, that's as outside. long as the Is figurative there? one. Yeah, don't you hear the beeping? Somebody just backed that truck over figuratively over Charlotte as it actually <laughs> we, happens uh, at outside least it's her not window. The lawnmower guys, I don't we, know we traded the lawnmower for the for the, the uh, New York ambiance. <laughs> My God! Uh, all right, Charlotte, I feel bad. Your Celtics—they had you know the what? lead. They feel they've kind of just like panicked towards the end, chucking up threes, up six. They lost that game to the Heat, who's probably a better team. And now it's Lakers Heat. Lakers minus three seventy, according to Fanduel. To win the title, Heat plus 290. What were your thoughts on uh, game six? I mean, my thoughts were that I wish it had gone to a game seven, but I didn't mm. have much hope at that point. And so maybe it's better that they just ripped the bandaid off and ended it. Um, I think the Heat are definitely the better team. They deserve it. They played They played with more heart, I want to say. Like the Celtics seemed so in it in the beginning of the playoffs and so delightful and like really just kind of electric to watch and by the end I think they might they were just tired they looked tired they looked kind of out of it they were making terrible decisions and at, at this point like if you can't if you can't make a routine layup you can't go up against LeBron and the Lakers like if if the Celtics had somehow squeaked by I think the Lakers would have swept them and so I'd mm-hmm. rather we get a fun you know the compelling storylines between the Heat and the Lakers and LeBron and Pat Riley and then Jimmy Butler's redemption like it's a much more interesting story if you have a team that also still has some fire left which Boston just didn't like I love right. the team I think they're they're absolutely delightful um I also think though at a certain point and I said this last week at what point do you stop being a promising young team and do you become a team that can't quite get it together? And I feel like we're kind of on the on the cusp of that. And I'd rather just like call it and and try again next year, which is in a month. Apparently, I don't right. even know. Yeah, it's coming back. You, you we don't, don't have to wait that long to see right. what you don't happens. Have much next. time to recharge. Uh, yeah, Stevens, I felt got uh, out coached. Yeah, there is that boundless energy from the Heat. Uh, Bam is unbelievable. Um, you talk about best players. Obviously, you go LeBron and AD are the two best players. Three through eight is probably the Heat, um, but it should make for a compelling series. Dave, you want to give a pick? Is it too easy to take the Lakers, or is this well? Be- yeah, yeah, I'll definitely ride with the Lakers on this one. And it's fascinating in terms of storylines that, of course, the obvious one is LeBron going against the Heat, where he was going to win three, not three, not four, whatever. Mm-hmm. LeBron James and the the too cool for school sports media and sports fan hipsters out there who who cares about the LeBron versus Michael Jordan thing? It's all about hierarchy. If you care about sports, those races are everything. Season to season, who wins the championship matters. It's why people like indulging this uh, this. Um, premature MVP conversation that we're having in the NFL right now. Mm. So it does matter Jordan or LeBron or else I don't exactly get what's drawing you to sports. Um, <laughs> but also how mm. about Pat Riley going against the Lakers is another great storyline and shout out to Pat Riley for, I mean, transcendent success. I mean, this has been, I mean, this has been in our, uh, for our lives, Sal. I mean, this has really yeah. been, this has now covered the arc of, our lives that Pat Riley has been relevant and 80s. dominant in pro football. Legit, I mean, pro football, pro no, basketball, no, basketball. Dave. No, it's right, right, right. I, I get confused. <laughs> I, I get confused by it, but so great uh, for Pat Riley. Um, 
but you know, LeBron James, I mean, what I assume he's going to get over the hump. Maybe that's presumptuous on my part, but I mean, a shout out to, to his all time greatness and this neck and neck or, Oh, how dare you bring up uh, LeBron where Michael Jordan's concerned. I don't know, man. LeBron is, uh, it's ridiculous. I, I think people need to years, stop being so cynical, everybody and enjoy what's in front of us, which is right. perhaps the greatest, uh, person to ever do yes. this activity in the history of people. Let's enjoy a man who's clearly not enjoying uh, his success on the court. right now. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I just, I, I want to see that, that. I love Jimmy Butler is that as an exuberance for the game. A lot of these guys do. They don't owe me a smile, but uh, nice to see every now and then. All right, quickly, because we have uh, Jerry waiting, Jerry Ferraro waiting. Game six, Dave, Tampa Bay, Dallas. Tampa Bay minus 165. Dallas snuck up on them. They got the old guys, Pavelski, uh, Corey Perry, uh, Kudabin. These guys are 36, 35, 34. They're keeping them in the series. You have picked Tampa Bay. I think you said like a month ago, who wins? Was it Tampa Bay, Boston? Who wins that series is winning the cup? No, no. no. It, well, no. yeah, I de- yeah, I did. And it was specific to, I think it was, um, was it, I believe it was game four and, uh, and the lightning were up, uh, two games to one and mm-hmm. late in the second period, Halak, um, who had taken over for Tuka Rask, who left the bubble, Halak let in a softy. And I said, that's the moment that the lightning win the Stanley cup right there, Mm. because the Bruins are not going to rally from that because their goalie just let in a softy and that's going to break the will of Boston, which it did. And the lightning were by far and away the best uh, team left there. And, uh, and, and here we are. I do think that the lightning do have a little bit of the curse of supposed on them right now. They're supposed to win when you're up three, one and they're the more talented, but you lose in double overtime. Tampa is going to be very hungry. They're going to come out flying tonight. Um, I'll take them to, to, to take it. But if Dallas survives that early, cause lightning are, are not going to want to get to a game seven, which no. is traditionally, as you know, in hockey, a game seven is a coin flip. Of course. Yeah. They're minus five fifty to win the series. If you want to do that, Tampa Bay, but minus one sixty five tonight. Yeah. Charlotte, we keep talking about breaking the will of Boston, whether, whether it's the Celtics or your poor Bruins. Um, but if that does go a game seven, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday, we are going to have a game seven in hockey. We're going to have game one NBA. We are going to have eight playoff games in baseball, which I mentioned. And uh, shout out to baseball and the commissioner and everything else. I know baseball takes a lot of shit. The fact that the Marlins and Cardinals finished 58, 59, 60 games is outrageous. Those teams were 14 and 17 games behind everyone because of the COVID stuff, and they made up all of those games. Now we have 16 teams in the playoffs. The Dodgers are favored at plus 350. Tampa Bay, the Rays are second at 7-1, and then you got your Yankees at plus 750. I'm going to take the White Sox at 15-1. I think this two out of three format in the first round maybe doesn't lend itself so greatly to the teams that uh, won their divisions. but. Charlotte, I don't think the Red Sox are, are doing it or my Mets. Yeah, no. I mean, those those trains have sailed. I can't believe <laughs> that uh, I have to think about <laughs> Tampa Bay as much as I have to these days. But, you know, life comes yeah. at you fast. <laughs> Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I, I want to say I want to say yeah. this very quickly. Tampa Bay has a shot at three titles in the next few mm-hmm. months here. That's a, it's, that's a pretty interesting stuff. Who would have thought that uh, Tampa might've done that? All right. I don't know. I don't know who would have thought. Maybe our next guest would have thought it, you know, him from power, you know, him from entourage, 
You know him as the host of Waiver Wired, along with Jen Piacenti, right here on the Extra Points Podcast Network, and the only man in America to predict Rex Burkhead would score three touchdowns. Jerry, you want you call me like I need to come on and brag? Here it is, Jerry Ferrara. Welcome to Extra Points, buddy. Uh, it's great to be here because this does not happen often. It's been a pretty <laughs> rough year. I tried to quit the podcast week one. Jennifer talked oh, me into no. not retiring. I was going to come into your office and like turn in my playbook and just be like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but no, this was a good. I had one of those weekends that keeps you coming back for more. It's terrible. Yeah. No, it's not terrible. By the way, before we get going, and I think I embarrassed him or something, but I didn't say it right the first time. He was on. Jerry was on Waiver Wired. I'm sorry. Jerry was on Laugh Lines with me and uh, and Rachel Bonetta. This guy gets younger and younger. Am I right? This is this is craziness. I compared him. Um, it was a, it was a bad move comparing him to John Stamos and Justin and Justin Bateman or Jason Bateman. Justin's the sister, Justine, <laughs> because those guys are approaching sixty. But for Jerry, for God's sakes, my wife and we watched your video. I have to like approve that. I'm like, yes, that's a good video. This works. Let's post this. Jerry looks like he's nineteen and a half years old. How do you do it, Jerry? It's even better in person because I'm short. So like the young, <laughs> a young baby face and like being short, it really, especially yeah. if I have like a backpack on too, forget it. Right. Like I'm 15 years old. Uh, listen, you know, I can't say that I was blessed with athletic genes of any sort, but I guess I got a young looking face going for me. So I'm just going to have to continue to make this work for me before <laughs> it ends because I feel like it's coming to a crashing halt any minute. Yes. No, no, no. I think I think you have a while here, and I'm also short, but that doesn't. I, I have the, more of a Yoda. Uh, Guys, the great thing about know. Zoom is you can be whatever height you want. Come on. Yeah, that's true. We're still trying to figure out Charlotte. So she's anywhere no from no five four to six nine and a half. I'm going to say mm-hmm. five five nine and a half. Wow, Jerry, is that close? am I in the ballpark? She's You're got close. It? Uh, you you overestimate me a little bit, but should I should I say it? Should I tell you? Should I tell I told you she. I told you she was tall. <laughs> when I saw her, I, I knew it. This I is Bill Simmons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know who like, that is. But. Like five eight, five eight and a half, five eight. Five seven That's and a good. half. I don't know. I actually don't really know how tall I am. Is the truth? So <laughs> I'm trying, listen. trying to see the markings on the wall in the back. Mm. Yeah. I don't like the denigration so far, or denigrating uh, adjacent talk here, where Ferrar is concerned because he has been my guiding light. He and Piacente told me on Thursday I didn't know what to do. I said, I, I got to go. Um, Jarek McKinnon's the right play here, running back in fantasy over James Robinson of the Jags. No, no. They spoke up and loudly doubled down. They said, you got to go with James Robinson. And here I sit in the winner circle in fantasy once again. I thanks to you, Ferrara and the Piacente. Well, I was tracking your 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 lineup, and then also didn't we have a Cooper Cup exchange? Yes, we also did on Cooper Cup. I, I you predicted, I mean, almost. I mean, you almost nailed. You said, I, I said, I just swapped out. I put Cooper Cup in in uh, in your weekly pool, and uh, and I put I, I put Cooper Cup in, and you almost nailed to the number exactly what his stat line was going to be. Shout out once again. Yeah, now everyone's going to listen to me next week. And it's going to be, I'm going to go over. I'm not even going to guess like what my wife wants for breakfast correctly. It's going to be just awful. <laughs> Sal, you did something incredible though. I think you started what did the I first do? quarterback benched for non-injury uh, reasons. And then that I happened. Went, I'm a Trubiscoholic. <laughs> I said earlier, I thought he was, I thought he was yanked a little early at a 45 yard run at touchdown and an interception. 
But yeah, for God's sake, I, I know I did. I bragged a little. I'm like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you with Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback. And uh, neither of those things happened. Yeah. I think Allen Robinson and Miller will will throw themselves <laughs> in a moving vehicle to keep Nick Foles in that lineup right now. That's unbelievable. It's it, it's crazy. And it worked out, obviously. But the, we, we think the coach is like, all right, uh, we know the Bears are going to end up winning this game because the Falcons just fall apart against everyone. So it's basically which quarterback do I want to go for the rest of the year because I can make him look good right now. Um, that might have been the case. Jerry, real quick on your Giants. Do you feel like it's over? <laughs> I don't even feel like it's begun, to be honest. I went into that 49er game like, you know, in a weird way, we win this game. We're right in the thick of it. And I, you know, yeah. Oh like no! The run, the two runs that we had in 08 and 2011, like really have just given us false sense of hope. Where because we were not in it in any of those years up until late, so mm -hmm. we kind of just hang around. But it, I mean, it is bad. You know what's even more offensive is now like Eric Flowers is actually like a viable offensive lineman in Miami. I went back to an old text <laughs> chain with a friend, a giant friend of mine that goes back three years ago, and they're all saying like, "Cut Eric Flowers now." And we finally mm -hmm. did two years later, and now he's the starting guard on the, on the Dolphins, and he's playing well. It's it's terrible. It's really bad. I mean, New York is in a. I mean, who's who's worse, the Jets or the Giants? That's like a great question to have to to talk about. I don't know. It's like different kinds <clears throat> of depressingness. Exactly. Know, you know, I guess that would otherwise be known as depression. But it's uh yeah. like, do you want Sam Darnold throwing a pick on the first drive, or do you want Danny Dimes like? you know, rushing for 92 yards across three games. I, I, it, it's just, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Oh, no. I think it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it is different types of depression. I think finally all of New York can come together over their two bum football teams. They're the two worst in football. And that's saying something given the three weeks of evidence we have so far, but at least you have uh, you as the Giants, you have the best running back in football in number 26 there. The Jets also have another terrible running back in number 26 who also never plays either. But, uh, but congratulations all the way around. I say we settle this by having them play each other. I've long called for the loser bowl. The two worst teams play each other yeah. um, before the Super Bowl. Uh, the week before the Super Bowl to determine who gets the first overall pick. The winner gets that first overall pick. I think everybody in the world would be tuned in to watch. And they that. have to play on that crappy turf, and it, it should exactly. be made. It should be made even worse. Even worse. Exactly. So just uh, take a, a exacto knife to it. You know. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. I, I was trying to figure out which fan base has it worse, Jets or Giants. I think the Jets. I think the Jets do. The because Jets until have you never been good. The Giants, I'm, you had some flashes of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always that. I'm trying to think looking forward, though. But forward, but I think Gase and and Darnold don't work out. I think every everyone you talk to, you hear that that's until that divorce happens, that uh, the Jets are not going to be right. Even if Darnold's your guy. Man, they picked him second, Darnold. Like you, you can go whatever you want about Danny, Danny Dimes. What did they draft him? 16th? But at least Marco no, they drafted him. Oh, no, they, they drafted him six. <laughs> a six. What am I thinking? Yeah, right, right. Six, that was this quite a yeah. big topic right. in New York City when they right, what took am I Danny. Right. So when they they could have gotten him probably at eighteen. That yeah, was right. Story That's there. what it. They had two picks, right? I they could have right the sixteenth pick. They could have gotten them that. Yeah, I was at right. a bar in New York doing a, a like live look at Giants fans during the mm. draft in when they <laughs> took Daniel Jones, and he they, there was this one guy. It went viral because we had him on. We had he came on and he was just like, but he was belligerent. Like I've never yeah. seen someone so upset. <clears throat> it was great content, but um, 
you know, I, and I sort of checked in on him every once in a while over the years. I should check in. The next in day, he, though, right? It wasn't until the next day you checked in on him? Yeah. <laughs> so, like All right. Yeah, I don't send one text and then the rest of the podcast, <laughs> I just okay. get roasted. I, uh, by the way, I was with uh, producer Eddie Spaghetti for minus three at the draft when they took Danny Dimes and he unfurled a very loud string of F-bombs. 20 minutes later, Danny Dimes came into the room where we were doing stuff. Uh, couldn't have been more pleasant. Hello, yeah. Daniel. I'm a big uh, Giants fan and shaking <laughs> his hand, taking pictures with him. It was delicious. But Jerry, to tonight, which quarterback if you have to pick, I mean, this is a great question. These are the, you know, Russell Wilson and whatever. It's still Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes league uh, until otherwise notified here. Who do you have? You can only have one quarterback in fantasy and otherwise tonight. Who is it? Uh, I'm going Lamar tonight for fantasy value. Uh, I think the Chiefs and Mahomes win the game. Uh, but I'm huh. going Lamar uh, strictly based off the rushing yards. My actual player to watch, though, in FanDuel, ironically, I did this on the podcast yesterday. And I got a lot of crap for it. I'm not let me know you do the single contests where you pick, you know, just players from each game. <laughs> Get ready for this, guys. Justin Tucker. That's right. My player <laughs> to watch is the kicker. Sings opera, follows me on Twitter. If Justin Tuck goes six for six tonight, kicking field goals, yeah. I, I, I really do need to retire. You got to find another podcast, hotel because I can't do any more than I'm done. Tapped out by week three. It's over. <clears throat> Wait a minute. This is you. You come off the greatest weekend any fantasy prognosticator could could imagine, and this is how you followed up with Monday. You like I'm going with the Ravens kicker. Yes. because he follows me on Twitter. But, no, and you forgot about the <laughs> opera part. But also, oh, yeah, I, I one of the opera. most okay. accurate kickers in the history of football. And this is gonna be a close game. So I actually do think there's a chance one of these kickers. Uh, goes six for six. Justin and then Tucker Fandle. is the real deal. Like Baltimore, Baltimore, oh, he's yeah. the hero of Baltimore. A kicker has never meant more to a place, I don't think, than Justin Tucker Liter does. Literally true. Literally true that so much of the Ravens' success has been uh, is owed to their kicker. It really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the numbers and the uh, the consistency, the distance with which he makes them with consistency. It really is. They their their arc and their profile in the NFL in the twenty first century would look very different without Justin Tucker. And how much is Justin Tucker on FanDuel? We're talking. So uh, he's not Tucker. cheap, by the way. You know, he's yeah. he's nine thousand. Uh, but you know, if you go obviously like Lamar Mahomes, those are like ten thousand five hundred. So right in that mid, or you can go a little further down. I think Jen's pick was uh was Hardman. I think he's like seventy five hundred. I'm telling you, Justin Tucker, even slot him in the MVP slot. That's how confident I am. All right. Wow. Well, nine thousand is a lot. I mean, nine. You could pay your taxes for fifteen years for nine thousand. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Uh, wow. All right. Well, Jerry, I, I feel like, um, you know, I, I, I bring everybody on, uh, obviously I'm no expert. Uh, I feel like we actually have someone who knows what they're talking about on this podcast network. And it, it's scaring me a little, we may have to move you on somewhere, uh, more substantial. You caught me on a good week, but you did actually say after listening to some of the first episodes, you're like, you know what? You actually sound like you know what you're talking about. This isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm hot. No, it's going to. It's this is it. You got to ride me while I'm hot. You do sound over. very confident. Like, I trust you. Like, you could tell me you could. I would follow your advice on on things that aren't even fantasy football. So Jerry. the false bravado is working. OK, no, good. it's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Hey, Justin Jerry, Tucker. behind you there, uh, you have a seat from, I'm going to guess, I'm going to, it's from Yankee Stadium. Yes, the old Yankee Stadium, uh, which they sold every grain of dirt 
uh, from that stadium was sold. Uh, and I, I, I still don't know where the hell I got this chair from. I can't That's unbelievable remember. to me that you, and even when you put it out there, like no one said, like, I, hey, got news I got another I one. I have another one downstairs that doesn't have like a cool little swivel thing. I don't know where they came from. It's from two different people or it, or you don't know, you don't even know that much. I, I really, I have to, you know what? I'm going to pitch a podcast on trying to find the origins of this. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> true crime. A true crime. Jerry's podcast. Cheers. So let's see if we can get someone to line up the score. We can get a good little musical score for it. I like that. Well, Jerry, thanks for coming on Jerry. Oh, and Charlotte, you love Jen Piacente too. She's, she's dynamite. Oh yeah. She is all over all this shit. Uh, waiver wired is the podcast you recorded last night, right? So you talk about, this is the postmortem Monday, and you talk about the uh, the game tonight, correct? Yeah, Sunday nights are reserved for grieving usually, but every now mm -hmm. and then it's a party like last night. And then uh, Thursday, we kind of lock in. We'll be getting Will Carroll on, our injury expert, yes. giving us a lot of cool uh, injury Helpful. insight and uh, also has cool green screen backgrounds like Damashek does. Um, <laughs> but And then we talk more lineups and our waiver wired contest, which we got going on. Yeah. Who, that's who's America? Who's America's team 2020 for our now that you brought it up? I look, you want to talk about right calls. You were on the right side of this one, my friend. Let me tell you. Uh we talked a lot last night about oh, Josh please. Allen is he the best fantasy quarterback right now. And I think if he's not number one, he's certainly number two. So yeah, <sighs> makes a place with his legs. Yeah, love it. Love All it. right, Jerry. You went too far. You went too far there. It's a cowboys. Okay, bye, the cowboys Jerry. is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, buddy. Keep up the good work. My God. Anytime, guys. Justin Tucker, let's go. Rex Burkhead. He did it. <laughs> See you, Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> All right. What a delightful guy he is, right? Just He just really a, is. Just a total delight. <laughs> I don't know which one's better. The, the call by Ferrara of three touchdowns or that uh, Ross Tucker, who was on minus three last week, predicted that the Bengals and Eagles would tie. Right. That's a pretty, that's a pretty wow. good call. That's call excellent. A, oh predicting God. a tie and hitting it is pretty strong. Well, I mean, odds-wise, it's probably about the same. Rex Burkhead probably was about 15 or 17 to 1 odds to score three touchdowns, and same for a tie in any uh, NFL game. Um, real quick, debates tomorrow. Uh, I wanted to come up with some props. I went out to our uh, producer, Joel. And I was like, yeah, hey, let's come up with some uh, fake props for this. And he's like, no, no, they're not going to, it's not going to happen. Trump's not showing up. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Trump showing up to the debate. Joel, jump on here for a second. What, what's, uh, he's arguing, I'm trying to get a prop. It's like 11 at night. I'm getting this outline out. I'm like, can we think of a prop or two? He's like, no, 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 Trump's not showing up. It's like, what are you talking about? He's losing by double digits. He's a performer. This is his only chance in his mind to catch up, but he's not showing up. There's. There's too much sports on. He has to stay home and watch sports. You're out of your mind. He's got to listen to all of our podcasts. Yeah. No, I, that, that's the prop. He's not showing up. Do you really believe that? You don't believe that for a second. I, I think there is a chance. It is in play. No way. He loves <clears throat> the dramatics. He doesn't show up. He sends someone else to debate for uh, him. Wait a second. Ivanka. Wait a second. Sal, I, I think I, you know, uh, Joel, of course, is from the Squirrel Hill area in Pittsburgh, PA. I'm a Pittsburgh whisperer, Yinzer whisperer. I think Joel was making a grand excuse because he was burned in tree late on a, on a oh, Sunday night. Oh, is that night. it? Well, one, he should have just said that, he was getting, he was, get, he was getting right. He didn't want to turn <laughs> on the creative juices. He was, uh, he was up in the tree, right? Were you in the tree? Sal? Yeah. I got to 
when I'm called out, I will admit it. Thank you, Dave. Buffalo Bills, America's team 2020. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Bye, Joel. <laughs> well, here's a guy who thinks Trump's not going to show up. Also feels Buffalo is uh, America's team. How about this, guys? The number 750 tomorrow night. How many times will it be mentioned? Over or under one and a half? Does Biden go for it? Does he just uh, breeze over the tax thing or does he? Oh, no, he's he goes for it. Yeah. So you you say over. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right. I, I, I think but he it's goes too depressing. After it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. I I'm a lot of people are saying sick that. to my you, stomach. We, we have to watch. I know, but we have to watch. Okay. We have to watch okay. uh, because Mason I don't know Steinberg. We got we got to figure <laughs> out no. Mason Steinberg uh, from uh, from Crank Anchors and Beyond. The uh, the funny writer had a good tweet. The, the the move would be the boss move would be for Joe Biden to come out and open up his wallet and be like, how much can I loan you, friend? Here, uh, let, me, let me give you that's that would funny. be a that would be funny. a funny move. But they don't play dirty. They might not even mention it at all. I'm going to go under. I think maybe mentions it once. I'm going over. I'm you going are. over. Yeah. Um, here's what worries me. When uh, Biden, his, his go-to line is, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> he gets stuck on something and he says, don't even get me started. How many don't even get me started do we hear tomorrow night? Two and a half over under. <laughs> I'm going under because I think it'll be two. Too. Okay. <laughs> I'm going over on that one. And I also, I'm going to pair that up. I'm going to parlay that with, uh, with, uh, 27 and a half over on, uh, uh, come on, man. There's going to be a lot <laughs> a of lot come of on that. man's out of him. Right. He should be hosting sports center. Uh, a swear word. We'll go by, uh, we'll go by George Carlin's <laughs> rules here. Will we hear, or will there be a swear word bleeped out? I'm going to say yes at minus two sixty. both very feisty. I think it could get out of control. I don't know. What is this, an hour long? I don't think so. I think you're so. going to hear one. No, really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know why, but I feel confident that there won't be one. Interesting. Wow. If it includes hot mic moments, then I'm going to go with you, Sal. If it's only for what was intended for broadcast, I'm going to go with Charlotte. But if we're counting stuff that happens beyond the lines and somebody happens to be mic'd up and they don't realize All it, right. then Trump will definitely wow. swear. He keeps doing it. It's a, it's something that's marked his four years is that he he swears when he doesn't realize the mic is on. I think it's going to be Biden. I think he's going to be oh. so out of sorts. We're going to hear it like, uh, you know, God damn you. Let's oh this shithead <laughs> something. I don't know. We'll hear I hope something. he says this shithead. Uh, all right. So that's tomorrow night. We're uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Dave, you have uh, anything to plug? Yeah, I want to plug the fact that I think the Ravens are going to win tonight. You told me we'd get oh, to get yes, our I'm picks sorry. in here. Let's go to the game. I let Jerry go because he picked the game. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I, I, I really do feel this way. A lot of smoke and mirrors. We're trying to make sense of what we've seen three weeks in. If you kind of buy the quality of teams, quality of opponents, the Browns have not been bad since the Ravens embarrassed them. And the Ravens last week beat up on the Texans, and they really they really shut down the Texans in the second half. I know Pittsburgh did too. I think what you can extract from that is that the Ravens are the best team in football right now, and I think they show it against uh, the Chiefs tonight. They win minus three and a half, right? I mean, I mean, they're they're uh, they're yeah, three, the three and, and a half. half. Yeah, I think I think they win by uh, about a touchdown here. All right, and you're at at Damashek, correct? At Damashek, minus three coming up this week. Daves of Thunder otherwise. Beautiful. Charlotte? Yes. <laughs> We're saying goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm at the Wilder Things on Twitter and Instagram and got my NFL week three recap coming out um, in the next 24 hours, which will be on my social media 
subscribe to the People's Sports Podcast. And I did a cool story this weekend on um, there were the it was the first time that two uh, women coaches were on the sidelines. There was a woman ref and woman sideline reporter for the um, Browns Washington game. And I talked to the two coaches, Callie Brownson and Jennifer King, Laura Oakman, the reporter, and um, got some quotes from her uh, from Sarah Thomas, the referee. And it was just a really cool moment. So it was nice. I watched it and uh, you did a great job and you just really seemed very proud the, uh, the whole time. Uh, kind of like you are on here, you know, yeah, just very just... proud of me and Dave and just like, just beaming the, the, the entire time. We've come uh, so far. There you go. Uh, I'm at the cousin Sal. I think 36, 30 Ravens. I don't, I, it's so funny because it doesn't jibe with uh, how I think they're going to perform. I think the Ravens keep the ball from them. Uh, oh, I didn't get my but, pick. Okay, good. What do you, sorry. What do you um, I think probably Ravens, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I said that they were going to be undefeated this year and I have to keep that going. Yeah, they kind of they have to win this game. To remain yeah, so undefeated. I think that I'm going to say I'm going to take the Chiefs because no one else is taking the Chiefs. All right. Yeah, maybe we are really looking into this too much. It's a double reverse uh, mm-hmm. screw job, head job, head games thing going. But I'm going to say 36-30. All these games are so damn high scoring. How do you bet against points in the NFL? This could be similar to, even though that was in the 50s, the Rams-Chiefs from a few years ago on a Monday night. But 36-30. And then, oh, throw Lamar Jackson, someone no one's talking about in the MVP mix. Throw him right there with the big guns like uh, Josh Allen. Um, and that's that. We will be back Wednesday, but I want to remind everyone, even though you may feel like an underdog, you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday. 